So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Before we get to Rob, I just want to apologize. Uh, Two weeks ago, I had a chance to go up to Ohio for the end of the World Series, which I took. Uh, We tried to record that Thursday. It didn't work. The file didn't save, which was awful. Then obviously the last week was the international break. But we're very glad to be back and apologize uh, for the uh, <laughs> patchy service in the likes of AT&T or T-Mobile. Basically, whatever cell phone provider you have, you understand patchy service. And uh, hopefully we will be back to the regular swing of things now. With that apology out of the way, now, Rob, you are my co-host, my companion, my partner in crime. What's been happening with you, man? It's been a long few weeks. Nothing, man. I've been sitting here with you know earbuds in my 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 head, waiting for you for two weeks to do this podcast the right way. <laughs> You've just been sitting at your computer. I've been literally Where sitting here, like on hold, like waiting, like the guy in the taxi. For if anybody's ever seen the beginning of the you know the movie Airplane, where he pulls over at the airport and he says, "I'll be right back," you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited, man. This international break stuff is uh, for the birds. And we're finally done with it. Well, for you know, we're 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 on the stretch run to New Year's. Let's put it that way. You know, uh, multiple game weeks coming up with the uh, you know the midweek games and uh, Boxing Day and all the hoop and holler of FPL action. I'm excited, man. I'm just excited for actual fantasy action to get back in play. I know there's other formats that everybody plays. You know, the DraftKings with the you know the World Cup qualifying. They do have um, you know competitions there and. But, you know, it's not the same because it's not a weekly 38-week basis where people come in, they set their lives to hearing me and you talk about, you know, the FPL goodies that, that players like Joe Allen and Eden Hazard give the world. And we, we, uh, we exclusively drop dimes and <laughs> acknowledge people's uh, acknowledgments. So I'm acknowledging that acknowledgement. <laughs> Acknowledged. Um, I do want to touch on internationals before we get into the Shangri-La that is the usual fantasy Premier League grind, which is, it, over the international break, you get injuries, we're not really going to touch on that too much, because it looks like mostly people are okay. Um, but, you know, you have players that score goals on internationals, players that struggle away at internationals. How much weight do you put into international form for your FPL team? Uh, there's, I look at it one one possible way. The guys that are middling players that don't see a lot of the pitch time for lower-level clubs say, you know what, I'll throw a random guy out there, Wabi Kazri. He scored over. He scored during the break, and he's a middling fantasy asset. It's 6.1, his ownership is really low, and he plays for a Sunderland team. You know, Sunderland has a, a good run of upcoming fixtures coming up. Uh, it's more important for him, I think, to, to 
to build off the momentum that has comes with the international play. Whereas a player like Alexis Sanchez, who scored twice today for Chile, you know, it, it's it's almost something that you kind of expect for him. So, uh, also, he's not how really worried good. was everyone when oh, Chile totally. said they were going to start him? It's like, oh, please don't. I I hope they let like, he played like like forty eight seconds and they pulled him off. But whatever. But he <laughs> but he scored two. Like but like I was saying, you know, for a player like Alexis Sanchez, it's expected for him to score. Uh, you know, uh, for his for his nation and. For in other competitions beside the, the Premier League. So for him, it's kind of not like, a, all right, he's still in form. But guys that you want to, they're on the cusp of value, the differential plays, those are the guys that I like to see gain momentum with the international play. Like I said, with with Kosri, uh, you know, uh, names are eluding me right now. I, I don't really know who, who scored too much and, and did, did well, lose you what's and what's. today before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, Lana scored, but, you know, he's a, he's a fantasy asset now. And Anybody Coutinho on Liverpool. was balling out for uh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm you know you know like it's just I'm gonna go with what I said there. The stars are gonna star, and then the middling fantasy assets, you know, are, are looking to build off the momentum. And there are guys that you could actually you know take a take a side eye to and maybe roster because they're all mostly values and they're on lower level teams. So you know the differential plays. I'm looking at guys that could be differentials. Everybody in the world's gonna own the Sanchez's, the the Coutinho's, the Hazards, the Agueros. You know, I'm I'm looking at the guys who are 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 not really the the the, the knocked on guys, you know, you know, any anybody really, anybody who's questionable to put in your lineup at a either his price is off or his ownership, those are the guys I, w- I want to see in international play and and see what they see what they can do. Fair enough, excellent uh, points by you. I'd probably tend to agree with you on the most part. So we will quickly get into the meat of the show with price changes. Uh, obviously, we've had some people go up, not too many. Uh, the one that I felt really bad about was, well, for uh, you and I, we'll talk about this later, but both of us jumped on Hazard early to avoid mm-hmm. the price rise. Um, then it got hurt a little bit. looks like he's going to be okay. But Lalana rises, is actually hurt, doesn't look mm-hmm. like he's going to start at the weekend. Um, so that obviously was not as fun for people. Who are some of the other guys that uh, went up and down? Uh, you, you said there's a there isn't a lot. There's actually a lot. I mean, I'm, maybe it's lumping the two weeks off in into one mm. one big thing, but um, but I think there's some interesting names in here. Uh, we'll start start in net. Heaton and Pickford went up. Uh, no surprises there. Heaton is the is the save king of Los Angeles. He's taking over, or maybe he's the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> maybe that's what he is. He's uh, the save king of, of La. Wasn't but, great yeah. today. For England, but uh, obviously you know, yeah. is, is hilariously yeah. beating everyone in the saves category. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's he's the he's the guy that everybody's joining in on, and Pickford is the is the cheap end option that that has value because of Sunderland's upcoming fixtures. Uh, on defense, uh, Simone Francis, see uh, Charlie Daniels, Bournemouth has got an interesting run coming in them. It's not fantastic and it's not awesome, but you know if they're Bournemouth and they they could surprise and they are a little bit of a differential play because they're not bigger names, so so they can give you some value back to their added prices now. Uh, Cesar's Pulqueta, Marcos Alonso, uh, George Friend, uh, Ben Gibson all went up as well on defense. Interesting that people are buying in into the the Middlesbrough defense. Kev, uh, th- their next uh, there's next five upcoming fixtures. Chelsea, Leicester, Hull, Southampton, Liverpool. Are, are you looking at Are you looking at anybody at Middlesbrough, namely George Friend or Ben Gibson, to 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 buy in? It, looking at those five games. No, nah, the the fixtures are too hard, but they have quietly snuck up um, pretty well defensively. So 
I, I think they're sixth on the season, and what is that? Fourth over the last five. So the Middlesbrough defense has been good, but that run of fixtures is, is probably too daunting for my taste. I, I haven't owned a Middlesbrough defender all season, and certainly now would not be the time to uh, recommend buying in. Yeah, I, I think it's people trying to look outside the box and looking at their past three games. You know, they have two clean sheets in their last three. George Friend has two cleans and a goal in his last three. So I think that's why he's getting a lot of more of attention than, than most. And, and Ben Gibson has been basically, a, he, he's a solid defender in most formats. But just in the FPL format, I think he's basically a clean sheet driven uh, defender. Um, moving on to the midfielders that have that has gone up. Uh, Ed Nazard has gone up twice since the last play. Uh, his price is now over 10 10, 10 bucks, so you know he's becoming a, a, a what what now play. He's he's owned in twenty eight point eight percent of leagues right now. Two hundred and thirty five thousand transfers in since last game week. That is a absorbently large number. Yeah. Uh, also also on the up, uh, Nemanja Matic, Pedro, Victor Moses, uh, Philippe Coutinho went up, and by him going up and being transferred in the amount he's been up. Philippe Coutinho is now the most owned FPL player at 47.1%, eclipsing oh, wow. everyone else. There's a little tidbit for Kevin. You know, I like to do a little homework and yeah. give Kevin a little give Kevin a little oh wow moment. Uh, yeah, so you know, Liverpool defenders have all bas- midfielders have all gone up basically. Coutinho a lot, Firmino have all gone up. Um, uh, KDB has gone up, Gundogan has gone up, Joe Allen, uh, and then on the forwards, Sam Vokes, uh, Diego Costa. And Charlie Austin has gone up. Diego Costa is now up to 41% ownership. He is only 4.8% below what Sergio Aguero is currently. Um, I also found it interesting on the player ups. Uh, if Kevin, Kev, were you paying attention to how many how many players I listed from one one specific team that wears blue jerseys? Uh no. Seven Chelsea players have gone up in the last week. That's honestly not that surprising. They've been so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Oh, I have a question for you about a Chelsea player. Ooh. Sorry, not Ooh. to interrupt. Uh, Willian, what the hell? Um, you know, I I think he's going to get some run in here. I don't know if he's going to be a knocked on every game starter. Um, I I think this is crazy. What, it's like three out of the last four years, Chelsea's best player going into the next season has fallen out of the team. Yeah, well, look at what they've done with the format and the coaches. They've also changed. So I think Conte, the coach, not the French midfielder, um, has found a system that works with Pedro and Victor Moses. And, you know, um, they're, they're work, it's working. You know, Victor Moses on the wide defensive side is is, is working there, and, he, and, it, and it's helping the buildup because I think Victor Moses brings a little bit of a speed, toughness factor to the wide side. And I think William is basically, you know, with the, with the death of his, what was his grandmother or, or grandfather or somebody somebody in, in William's immediate family just was deceased. Um he lost a spot, and you know it, it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow if, if you're a William fan or a supporter and, and you owned him in FPL. Um, it's going to take a little bit to get back in there. Uh, you know, it may take you know an off game for somebody, maybe an injury, maybe uh, somebody gets uh, caught up with the yellow cards right now. I just don't see him breaking the line when when Chelsea's been uh, is on the streak that they're on right now. So it's it's a shame because William's a brilliant brilliant player, and I just yeah. you know he he could he could actually be a helpful player in in the form that Chelsea's playing now. I just don't know where who you would subtract out of there. You know, it'd probably be at the expense of Pedro, but and then it would force everybody to move around. But I don't think the, I don't think Conte 
the coach, not the French midfielder. I'm going to say that every single time now because it's hilarious in my yeah. head. Um, I don't think he, I don't think he's going to change anything. It's it's the you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it uh, old mentality right now. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so that that deals with the price ups. Any anybody anybody surprising there? There never really is a surprise. I mean. Uh. For, it all, it all pretty much made sense. We'll, I mean, we'll talk more about Chelsea players in a little bit, but I mean, a lot, uh, enough people transferring in Victor Moses is, is, in this past week yeah. to have him go up in price is, is pretty pretty astonishing. Marcos Alonso are, are pretty much knocked on defenders right now, mm. and it's funny um, if you look at the transfers in 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 this week, four of the top ten or four four of the top twelve are Chelsea defender you know, defenders are Chelsea defenders. They throw in Cahill and they add in Luis. And it's funny, um, I wrote an interesting article. Um, I'm going to ask you this, Kev, because mm. I'm a Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea fan, and I've been a I've been a big supporter of this. Kurt Zuma is actually fit and and has played in a played in a, uh, a yeah. club club match. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting how often he plays. I know you brought up Willian before. Um, Zuma is basically the cheapest entry level point into a Chelsea defense. And I wrote in my article on Rasball.com that I think that. Um, people looking to get an entry level price for a Chelsea defender could probably look for him and gain value. What do you What do you think about uh, Kurzuma actually breaking in some some time here? Maybe stealing some time from Gary Cahill. He should. <laughs> Gary Cahill has not been up to snuff, despite the fact that Chelsea have been so good uh, defensively. I think Cahill actually has the most errors leading to goals this season. Um, not with loads. We're pretty early in the season. It's just two. But uh, he obviously hasn't really been up to snuff. He keeps starting for the England team. Not really sure why that's the case. Uh, if Zuma is actually fit, I think he steps into the back three pretty immediately. Yeah, I I, I don't know if he's going to do it immediately, but yeah, you're right about Cahill. Cahill it seems like the the weak block there, and you know Zuma's athleticism definitely trumps what Cahill brings in possible leadership, you know, field generalship. Uh, so yeah, so that's that was my question about mm-hmm. the Kurt Zuma returning. So we'll get into uh, let's get into price downs. Why not? We'll go into price downs. Hey, uh, hey I'm over here now. Uh, so on the price downs, you know these guys are going down for a reason because, like always, they either suck or people are finding a better option. Uh, in the net, Simone Mignolet. He's not even playing anymore, so I don't know why people still roster him. Uh, uh, on defense, Nacho Monreal. You know he's not doing it, and and Arsenal is going to look a little. Uh, that's an interesting one, Kev. How how you know Arsenal usually is pretty stout defensively, you know, as a unit. Now that Bellerin's out a few weeks, you, you think that they are more vulnerable to uh, defensive, you know, frailty. You know. Yeah, For exactly. sure, because they have cover at left back with Gibbs. They don't really have cover at right back worth writing home about. Um, I, I don't even know. They, wait, is Jenkinson still there? I don't know. The only Jenkinson I know is the one at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, if Jenkinson is still there, which I would assume he is, um, then I, yeah, yeah. So I'd assume he's going to play it right back. That is obviously a step down. Um, Mustafi and, uh, uh, I almost just said Monreal for some reason. Koscielny. Thank you. Wow. Can't believe I blanked on that. Um, they've obviously been a very good pairing this season. But yeah, I'm a little less confident, although they're going up against Manchester United, who have really, really not been very good lately. Um, they currently have the 18th best attack over the last five matches. 
Um, so clearly not on form. Zlatan misses this one. I have seen some people saying that maybe they'll perform better without him. Maybe the mobility of a Rashford or a Martial up front may help unlock some things. Uh, it's possible. Um, I'd still probably, like, if you ask me which unit I'd lean, I'd still probably lean the Arsenal defense. Um, but going forward, yeah, I'm a little less sold on them. But I'm not sure I'm going to sell out of any of my Arsenal defender shares. I'm probably not going to sell out of any Czech shares if I had any. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely worth noting uh, and is a little concerning, but I'm not sure it's enough to be, like, actionably concerning. Yeah. That's a good. That's a that's a good way to look at it. I mean, I I don't think I'd buy into anybody on Arsenal's defense because I think the price point pushes people away. Yeah, I'd rather, sure you know, I'd rather go five five across at moderate to medium value than having one at you know six dot four or whatever Kashelny is now, and you know piecing it together with you know the the pl- players that possibly don't even play, you know, like on the Swansea with the everybody still in the Jordi Ahmad uh, fan you know fan base, mm. and uh, it's funny because I I actually still own. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so getting going back to the price downs, uh, West Brom pair, you know, Craig Dawson, uh, Gareth McCauley went down. Gareth McCauley is an interesting one because I still own him and he's only 24.3%. Uh, and I don't understand. I think it's maybe people are shifting around and I'm going to get back. I'm going to get into it a little bit more when I get into my start sits. Ooh, a little teaser. But uh, McCauley's on 24.3%. Uh, their upcoming fixtures, Burnley, Hull, and Watford. Uh, there seems like there could be some some value there for West Brom. I know they've broken everybody's heart when they had a good run of fixtures, you know, about a month ago, and they couldn't hold anybody clean in, for the last ten minutes, but they did it for eighty minutes and basically, you know, made everybody score fall precipitously in the last ten minutes. So I, I think it's I think it's just shifting names around on West Brom, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, some more popular names: uh, Raheem Sterling went down, Nasser Chadley. Uh, it's funny with all the injury news to Alexis Sanchez, he actually got transferred out enough to go down. Uh, everybody, Kevin's favorite and godchild of his godfather of his future child, Ross Barkley, went down. <laughs> oh, oh god! <laughs> the least, the least favorite Liverpool midfielder, and seems like he doesn't really isn't really in favor. Jorginho Wijnaldum went down. Uh, remember, look for him only when he plays at home or at Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> More difficult this season, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's two other there's two other interesting ones, Kev, because uh, I want to get into this. It's another West Brom player, uh, Matt Phillips. Yeah, he scored, thir- scored 13 points the last game week. Yeah, he went he 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 went down and has been transferred out almost uh, what is it 13,000 times. Yeah, it's surprising, especially with Nasser Chadley kind of nursing an injury right now. Mm-hmm. You think he's and, Chad- and Chadley went down as well? Yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't been as productive and he's been hurt, although. Like, rumblings, he's like 50-50 for the weekend, so it'll be interesting to see if he's back or not. But I like what I've seen out of Matty Phillips. He offers a little bit of pace for them, which mm-hmm. was kind of sorely needed. I and, love Matt uh, I, I love Matt Phillips. Yeah, I, I don't have their 10. stats up right now, but I feel like they're really not that far down in chances created, considering, you know, it's still Pulis Bowl. Yeah, I would take nine Matt Phillips and one Sergio Aguero and win. <laughs> mm, not so sure about that, but no, I, <laughs> I, I do like him as like a passive liking. I'd have to look yeah. into it more before I added him, but yeah, it is surprising that he's gone down. Yeah, and then my last one—it's I save a I save the Spurs for last because it's a great segue for Kevin to just jump in and get his weekly fix on talking about Spurs. Hyunmin Son has yeah. gone down. Is the boat sailing on Hyunmin Son now that Harry Kane seems like he's fit and back and full ninety ready? Um, it's a very interesting one. It's it's a bit like the Firmino situation where the obvious downside is that Son won't be playing as in and as Wow, 
in as an advanced position. Whoo! That's a whole lot of pronouns. Um, but anyway, uh, but I think he's actually more effective coming off the left. I, if if he can start working a one-two with Kane, I think that'd be very good. Also, I, I found some interesting stuff statistically this week on Ericsson, where I've been obviously watching the Spurs matches and have been sorely disappointed, although things were a little better last match. But he's actually still top 10 in shots uh, and key passes, which was surprising to me. And is, is just a gentle reminder that Ericsson, at his best, is a phenomenal player. We haven't been seeing it. Maybe the stats are saying something that I'm not seeing. Maybe a rebound is soon. I'm not buying in yet, so I'm certainly not going to tell you to. Um, but obviously, Harry Kane being up front will help Son, will help Ericsson, just because there's a different focal point for the defense um, that should allow those two to be a little bit more free. Although Ericsson picked up a knock. Della Ali has an injury that's probably going to keep him out until December. It's not a great time for, for Spurs fantasy players. And even, you know, some of the defenders. There are some tough matches coming up for them as well. Just right now, I'd be a little hesitant. I think it's a really good time to sit back and, and see. Tottenham are, are typically very good over the winter period. So maybe ease off the gas a little bit. They're a tough matchup. See how things suss out. See how, you know, Erickson and Son adapt to their new uh, roles behind Kane. See how Kane adapts to being back in the 11. Um, uh, just for now, I'm kind of wait and see on most of them. Excellent points, Kevin. Excellent points. <laughs> I love it when I bring a Spurs question in and you just boom, 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 boom. Sub, <laughs> sub edit, sub edit, point, go to the index, print. <laughs> yep. I, uh, you know what? I need to cite my sources a little bit more. Uh, are you a bigger fan of MLA format or um, that other one? <laughs> um, I like Times New Roman because it's that's boring. A, that's a font. Uh, Oh, see? That's how much I don't know. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is that about uh, wrapping up your uh, price changes? Yeah, I think that's the price changes. I think we should um, we should pay some bills here for, for a second, possibly. We should have this listen to the people that want to sell you stuff. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oh, and we're back, and oh, what a great product and or service that just was. Def- definitely buy or sign up for a subscription service for that thing that just was. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's buy subscriptions like they're selling magazines coming door to door. I don't know. It could be It could be, It could could be. be like a Blue Apron situation. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I haven't had to do a live read lately, so... Uh... Like... If, if, if somebody came to your door right now with a magazine subscription and you couldn't buy one that was sports-based, what would the magazine be? Go. Mm, you know what? For nostalgia factor, maybe Reader's Digest. 
I used mm. to love that as a kid. Like the humor uniform section was always funny. You know, you have thought provoking articles, you know, touching on politics. I'm sure that would be relevant right now. So, you know, I'd, I'd probably lean Regis Digest. I know it's not a sexy pick, but, uh, you know, I, I liked it as a kid. I bet there's still quality stuff in there. And, uh, I feel like it would be good for people to get a little bit, uh, more information from outside their usual circle. Cause I feel like that happened to a lot of people the last mm. week or so in the U.S. is everybody listened to their own bubble and then assumed things would go certain ways and then they didn't and everyone's like oh but readers digest what about you man what magazine you diving into oh without hesitation it would be highlights oh hell yes it would yo can you spot the differences yeah spot the differences you got to find all the objects in like the little doodle tree and and, and, and like it's like a scene you got to find like the violin and like the the singing pig and all that. i used to love that stuff i go i you know what sucks sometimes when you go to doctor's offices and they have those there i hate when they're all done yeah you know, like right? i'm like so disappointed i'm like oh man somebody already found you know the toothbrush <laughs> and you know the the cow jumping over the moon in in this picture of you know a, a, a wishing well with grandma and grandpa walking down the hill. It sucks. I hate yeah. it. I just had a weird flashback. I think it's Parks and Rec, where it's like, <laughs> look, I spotted all the differences, and they're like, yeah, those are just two different pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, highlights. Man, that's a that's a heck of a throwback. Highlights, good times, man. Who doesn't love a good highlights? You know, they're they're, fu- they're they're like kid stories are actually funny. I mean, I know I I don't read at the levels that they they're written in yet, but um, like they they read pretty well and they're pretty funny. Yeah, I get like I get all my jokes from them. <laughs> uh, we should do an episode where we both get the same episode of or episode Jesus edition of a magazine and uh, just keep referencing it and see if anybody notices. It'll be like the Oval Team Code, where only <laughs> a select few will know what the hell we're talking about. And then the secret is listen to more of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's a weird reference, but uh, cool. Well, let's head into starts and sits, why don't we? Yes. The vegetables of the program, if, this, if the price up, <laughs> price downs are the, are the protein. I don't know. Maybe it's the dessert. I don't know. But, maybe it's the um, starch. It's the starch. It's the starch for sure. Hope you guys aren't on a paleo diet. I will start with my forward starts. And I waffle on him so much. He just is what he is. So it's basically a matchup play. But Jermaine Defoe, 7.3, 14.7% owned. He's in form. Two goals and an assist in his last two matches. Sunderland, not a great attack. Don't think they score more than one. But if they score one, he's going to be the one that does it. And he's up against Hull and their perennially league worst defense. So obviously he's a guy worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Aguero, I think, is a must-captain this week against Palace, who have been reeling defensively. And Lukaku has a very good matchup against Swansea. I don't buy in on Dini, even though they are going up against Leicester, who have the league's worst away defense. Uh, in midfield, kind of trying to lean back away from that chalk a little bit, Yannick Balassi, 6.1, 6.4% owned. He's top five in both successful crosses and take-ons. So not only is he getting in dangerous positions, but he's also doing something with the ball, which is one of the bigger complaints at Crystal Palace, was that there wasn't enough end product. He's currently on four assists, and with Romelu Lukaku up front, I think the likelihood of those passes and crosses ending up as goals is much higher than it was last season with Connor Wickholdinho Wickham. Um, but I like what I've seen out of him thus far. He's the only Everton winger you can really trust right now as well, because there's been some rotation, there's been some injuries. I don't. It's a situation you want to avoid, but it seems like Balassi's nailed on. And this week they're facing Swansea, whose biggest weakness out of many 
is their defense. And I think Belassi is going to run wi- run wings around them. Run rings around their wing backs. Uh, Taylor and Naughton, obviously not so up to snuff. Taylor maybe getting up there in years, Naughton getting up there and not being so good of a footballer. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think Belassi is starting to become an interesting selection uh, and obviously is a bit of a differential with a very good matchup. For defense, I said I was going to come back to Chelsea players, and I'm, I'm going to eat a little bit of humble pie um, on Chelsea. Mm. The only reason it's a little is that I was big on them in the preseason as soon as Conte was appointed because he's a, a phenomenal defensive manager. Um, probably the best in the world. Him and Simeone are right there, one and two. Uh, but obviously they've turned things around. The change of formation has helped them considerably. Uh, they have five straight clean sheets, which is always something that's very nice. And they only have two top ten attacks on the schedule before 2017. So it's probably better to buy in on them sooner rather than later. We mentioned Zuma already. You mentioned Alonso a little bit. Is there a particular Chelsea defender that you have your eye on? No, I'd probably look at whoever's least owned, so it's probably not Aspilicueta, and it's not probably Marcos Alonso right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like we just talked about with Cahill, he'd probably be third in the pecking order. Um, and then you could probably take a shot with Luis, um, who does give you a little bit of advancement and does take and some, some, some set pieces. Yeah, yeah it does take some set pieces. Uh, but, you know, I'd wait, I'd wait a week. If you don't already own a Chelsea defender... Uh, wait until you decide to see what what Zuma does because I think when he comes in, he's going to be the guy. If he can cement himself over Cahill or over somebody else, over if they get an injury, uh, Zuma would be the guy. I'd look at. Unfortunately, you can't do it now. Yeah, uh, I, I see he, what you're saying, but Middlesbrough have the 17th ranked attack in the Premier League. Like this has all the signs of a clean sheet on it. I I understand that you might want to wait to save a couple of shekels. But I mean, this is a really good matchup for them. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I completely agree. Um, but like I said, uh, if if you're if you're investing in a Chelsea defender, you're, you got to invest at least six So I mean, that's that's a that's a tough transfer to make in. So you're basically, you know, you know what the perfect perfect uh, you know scenario is. Hmm. You you just lost Hector Bellerin and yeah. you're bringing in a Chelsea defender. That's that's yeah. basically exactly what you're doing. And that would probably be the the most. Uh, emotionally satisfying as opposed to other people stepping up, stepping down to a very consistent defender would probably be quite fun. Uh, the other defenders worth or defenses worth noting. I think Tottenham do have a good week, but I'm not buying in. I already mentioned the tough fixtures coming up and <laughs> the defense that everybody loves to hate, uh, West Brom who always ruin everything. Surely they can't mess this one up, right? Surely. I mean, they're inevitably going to, but Burnley have just one away goal all season um, so in theory, it's a good matchup for West Brom, but you know, they kind of tend to punish people who trust in them, including Sir Tony Pulis. Uh, yeah. that is it for my start. So you got Rob, uh, I'll start in defense. Uh, I mentioned it before with the uh, people changing names with the baggy defenser defenders. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Brunt. Uh, he's getting a lot of internet love right now and I, I kind of like it. Uh, look what he does with set pieces. He takes a lot of, he takes a lot of crosses. He takes a, take, does take some corners as well. Uh, I think I believe since 2009, I, I read he's got 22 goals in his in his uh, Premier League career. Um, I'm looking at look at the baggy schedule upcoming: Burnley, Hull, Watford. Burnley is surprisingly doing pretty well right now, um, and 
you know, you probably don't want to bank on them not really falling on their, you know, basically falling on their face. But Chris Brunt's a guy I would keep an eye on. Look at his price. It's very cheap. Look at the ownership. It's even cheaper. Uh, those are those are two things that uh, automatically check me for a defender. You know, the third being the upcoming fixtures. And basically, you know, he probably gets three quarters of a check there because after those three fixtures, it gets a little wonky. But, you know, you're playing for the here and now and, and burn basically Burnley and Hull. Are, are enough for me to take a chance on on another West Brom defender, unfortunately, because, you know, people have not been burned enough by them this year. Uh, through the midfield, I, I, I called this last last game week, and I texted you, um, and I probably maybe about 10 minutes, 15 minutes before game kickoff, and I know I'm contradicting myself with the defender and midfielder here, but I really don't care, and Kevin kind of knows who I'm going to pull out here. I'm pulling out Johan Berg-Goodmanson. Uh, Dude, you for, called for, for him. I, that blew my mind. For, for, and it was for, a jammy goal, to be yeah. fair. But and, and, it, and it was in what the first what twelve minutes of the game or fourteen minutes of the game. Mandanda. Yeah, uh, Burnley's playing surprisingly well, probably better than any of the other promoted teams we thought would be playing. Uh, I I probably wouldn't have had them. Would you have them first? This you know higher than any of the other two promoted clubs this so far. Burnley. Mm. Yeah. I would have said they would have been second, but yeah, I think Borough coming in with their defensive record from last season, exactly, and and the look of Negredo with Gaston Ramirez and and what we thought we were going to get out of Victor Fisher, I, I was really excited about about um, Borough, but uh, yeah. Burnley, you know, Vokes has done very well in the absence very of Gray, well. held him out this week. Um, the fact that they finally got DeFore back from injury, I think, is big for them. The Hendrick mm-hmm. signing has worked out really well. Obviously, we know what Heaton and Keane are doing at the back. I think Ben Mee has been a bit underrated for them this season. I, I like what I've seen out of Burnley. You know, mm-hmm. they this team is clearly more able to stay up than the one last time, and that's a team that included Ings and Trippier, but there really wasn't much else aside from that. But it yeah. does feel a little bit different. I, I would not be stunned. Yeah, they got a Burnley good, they and good Boro mix. both stayed up this season. I think Burnley, right now the bottom three is pretty pronounced um, with Sunderland and Swansea and Hull. I, I think yeah. that's – I would be yeah. more surprised than not if those three uh, are the ones that go down this year. Yeah, I, I think they have a better mix of veteran international talents, not on the, you know, the, you know, the, the skyline – players but yeah. you know good munson fits in that you know jeff hendrick fits in that georgie mm-hmm. boyd fits in that yeah you know guys on secondary international levels that are are good you know austin barnes also you know they fit into the you know they're not stars but as you know the some of the pieces make a better burnley team so uh through the midfield uh johan good munson that's a friggin' mouthful anyway and johan berg good munson that's who we're <laughs> going with for midfield ownership nothing Price is comparable at five dot one to basically anybody you're you're punting with at midfield. He's basically you know Joe Allen. You know anybody cheaper than that you want to go go with. He's the he's this he's this he's this month's Eddie and Kapoo is what he is. Uh, in the front, uh, I'm go I'm going with Harry Kane. Um, I know his price is expensive. He's ten dot seven. He's the third highest priced or maybe second highest priced uh, forward. His ownership is what I'm looking at. Listen, this is still Harry Kane. He still plays for Spurs. Mm-hmm. If Spurs are going to score goals, unlike they have been doing, that what do they have four in their last seven games? Oh, it's been or real so, bad. Oh, also, but, sorry, I hate to interrupt. No, I don't. I'll do it all the time. Go ahead. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of people saying that Tottenham just aren't creating chances this season, 
And I think people need to specify between chances and good chances or clear-cut chances. Because Tottenham yeah. are actually second in the league in chances created behind only Liverpool, who I think we can pretty much all agree are clearly the best attack right now. Yeah. Um, with Chelsea probably second, City probably third. But mm-hmm. the, the theory that like uh, Tottenham are creating chances so having Kane back won't fix that is flawed. The, the thing about Kane coming back is it doesn't fix the draws problem. Because people were like, oh, well, Tottenham are drawing too much. Having Kane back, well, he'll score those goals. Well, last season, we were one of the highest teams in draws, and we had Kane. The difference is just, we're always going to score one, right? And we're very rarely going to let in more than one. Harry Kane, when playing, is the most likely to score that one goal for us. The question is always, where's the second one coming from? But I mm-hmm. just needed to dispel the myth that we aren't creating chances, because we are. Yeah. And like I said... Harry Kane, the only reason I have him this week, you know, he's normally a, a big name, and I don't really touch on big names, but the ownership is what I'm looking at. He's only owned in 5.4% of leagues. Um, for me, he's basically the anti-Diego Costa. If you're chasing points in your league and you want to hit a home run with similar price tag and similar investment in a player, look at what Diego Costa is doing. Look at his price. Diego Costa is still sitting one yellow card away from missing a game. And if you want to, you know, just be the, be different in your league and try to make up points in a different way, I believe Harry Kane is the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, look at look at their fixtures coming up. Kevin knows them by heart. They're they're not awesome and they're not fantastic, but he's still Harry Kane. He's still the guy who scored back to back twenty goal seasons. Correct. Yeah. Golden boot winner. You know, I mean, just look at their upcoming fixtures. We'll we'll go all the way to we'll go all the way to New Year's. West Ham, Chelsea, Swansea, Man United, Hull, Burnley, Southampton. That takes you to New Year's. There's one, two, three, four, five matches there on teams outside the top ten. In and United are not the stout defense that they were. Southampton have struggled a little bit lately. West West Ham is not the same team. Oh no, yeah. You know, you know, it's the only team on that I could see him. You know. You know, giving problems is at Southampton. Southampton is a very stout defensive team when they're but playing he, well he's, together. He's weirdly gotten the better of Van Dyke the two times we've played them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my starts for the week. I went Chris Brunt. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say his name. The Iceland is he Icelandic? No. Good Munson? No. What is he from? Is he Danish? Oh, I'm on mute, like a big dumb idiot. He's Icelandic. Yeah, I said it right the first time. There you nope. go. I said it right the first time. Johan Berg Gudmundsen and uh, Harry Kane are my starts. And uh, I'll jump right into sits. Yeah, go so, for uh, So on defense, Kevin just mentioned it and kind of stole, stole my Kool-Aid from the picnic. Virgil van Dyke. Uh, look at look at uh, South. Look at Harry Kane's record against Southampton. I believe he's got was it three goals in the last five games. I can't remember the exact number. I don't have it in front of me. If not, I probably am making it up. But anyway, Southampton defenders. Wait, they don't even play friggin'. What am I talking about? I'm making up stories. <laughs> what are you talking so, about? So anyway, Southampton. Def- Let's start over at that. You ready? Uh. Go. All right. All right, so I'm just going to jump into my sits because I'd like to just ramble on and just keep going. So uh, I'm going against anybody who plays Liverpool this week. So that goes to Virgil van Dijk since he's the most owned defender for Southampton. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look good for anything that that goes against Liverpool right now. Their offense is basically too potent. I wouldn't trust mm, – I don't know. I, tr- I wouldn't trust anybody. I don't think I'd trust any defense right now against against Liverpool to keep a clean sheet or keep it at least minimal. 
and give some kind of defensive output against them. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't rate anybody defense against them right now. Uh, through the midfield, uh, there's too many better options right now. Midfield, uh, West Ham just against Spurs. No, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> sit. I'm gonna sit Dimitri Payet. Uh, oh, funny, funny, for real, damn. Yeah, funny funny story about Spurs, Kev. When how many times have they given up two goals this year? Uh, Nuns. Once to Man City. Really? Yeah, Wait, Man City. No, we beat Man City two 0 All right, so I read it backwards. So they didn't do any time. Yeah. So z- zero point none times. <laughs> But uh, Dimitri Payet, 9.3, owned in 10.9% of leagues. His uh, four-game output, 3.7, 2, and 2. Listen, do yourself a favor. Make a transfer somewhere else. Save yourself, you know, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, and just go get Ed Nazard if you don't own him already. Uh, Dimitri Payet is not the good play right now. I know he's. I know people like watching his curving free kicks and what he does, and he's electric. That's what he is. He's electric. You know, He's electric. But he's but he's not for fantasy. Uh, Sorry, so, that, yeah, no, that, came out. That, that was actually friggin' hilarious. So, and uh, for my forward sit, I'm gonna keep it kind of vague here. If you don't have Romelu Lukaku, Diego Costa, Charlie Austin, or Sergio Aguero, if you don't have any of those three na- four names, there anybody else is a sit. How's that? Mm. Yeah. I think the forward. I think the forward position is becoming more stapled and nailed on than any other position in in the format right now. Yeah, I'd probably tend to agree with you there. Um, I I am not as harsh on Payet. Um, leads the league in both key passes and crosses, so he's still doing his job. Although I fully understand the concern. I dropped him myself for Hazard. Um, it's the question is who's going to put him in, and that answer has not been Simone Zaza thus far. Um, do you know when Andy Carroll comes back? I like literally just remember that he's a person. I don't know. I I heard a funny joke about him though, and it, and it involves something about the bun in the oven. I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I don't remember the joke, but I don't uh, no, well, nothing popped up too easily. So I don't know. But yeah, I can understand the the hesitancy for sure. Um, the forward. I've been saying it for weeks. Alvaro Negredo is still top ten owned as a forward. And he's up against Chelsea's defense, which has just been insane. Middlesbrough are not creating chances worth anything. And they're the 17th uh, place attack right now. So I'm all out on them. And my (laughs) midfielders and defenders, this is going to be a really big blanket thing. But I'm a little bit done with Bournemouth right now. They're playing, in the short term, they're playing Stoke. Which, by the way, I I did a little uh, rejiggering of my... Uh, stats models and so now I do like a compound of overall plus form and Stoke look really good in this format right now fifth best attack sixth best defense seventh best goal difference which is a monumental shift from where they started this season where they were bottom three in almost every meaningful category remember we we celebrated the week they weren't the worst defense anymore um, but they've turned it around very quickly. The fact that Butland is kind of on the horizon again, I think is huge for them. But anyway, Stoke in the short term, very good. And a tough uh, situation for Bournemouth, who have not been particularly great uh, of late. After You know, they had, they had some, you know, fluffy fixtures there where you and I both bought in and were like, they should definitely win these. They have not. Um, their defensive rankings have dropped precipitously. They're out of the top 10 now. Um, both last five and overall. 
The midfield, I'm not super jazzed about. You know, this Stoke team has done this turnaround without some of their key midfielders. I think they're only going to get better from here. And, you know, I, I like Josh King on the whole. Um, he does actually have the best shot accuracy percentage of all players with more than 15 shots this season. But am I Bournemouth love affairs falling off? Adam Smith is suspended for this one. I, I just, I'm just not a big fan of them anymore. What do, what do you think? They were kind of our love children. Are, is, are you ready to bail on them or are you going to give them a little bit more time? Um, I wish I could say I'd be ready to bail on it, but you know, it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm a, I'm a loyalist in this and that's, <laughs> that's the part that kills me. Uh, so, you know, I'd probably wait un- until I get zero return from him or an injury or something like that happens. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a loyalist to a fault. So it's hard for me to get a correct answer. It's hard to give me a correct answer here. I'm, I'm going to pass. Can I pass? I'm going to pass. <laughs> Fine. We'll ask the audience. Hey, audience, do you still believe in Bournemouth? Let us know. Call the number below. Uh, free set of knives. <laughs> they're, they're one of those. They're one of those teams that you know. It's funny coming into the season, everybody was on the Jordan Ibe train, yeah. um, and then and well, then I was on the Max Grudel train. Yeah, and then and then I was going to say you were on the Max Grudel train, and I was on it a little bit because I I, I was interested to see what he could do. Given the given the you know the tools in the shed that were around him, um, and then Junior Stanislaus comes out and you know scores a twenty nine point week or whatever he did that one week, um, and you know Callum Wilson's still there, uh, so they have interesting guys that you could you know invest in, but at what at what point are you sacrificing someone on your team to bring in a Bournemouth player? That's probably the best question possible. Yeah. You know, are you are you get, are you bringing in Junior Stanislaus to? To augment Joe Allen, or you know, you to to supplant Joe Allen, probably not. Yeah, you know, and then you can just go up the list. Are you bringing in Callum Wilson to bring in Charlie Austin? You know, to to to, to switch Charlie Austin. They're similar price points. Probably not. I think Charlie Austin's probably the better the better pick there. And he keeps you know, matriculating just, his way up, and I own him, yeah. and I'm starting to get a little concerned. Southampton. Had like a nice mm-hmm. little run there. Now looking a little, a little iffier. He's still clearly the guy, which is why I'm willing to hang on. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am surprised that his price keeps going up. The one thing about Charlie Austin is he always keeps value because why, Kevin? He takes he penalties. Takes penalties, exactly. <laughs> Say it with us at home. <laughs> he takes penalties. PKs make Charlie Austin go around. He's a six million dollar PK man. That's a that's a bionic man commercial. <laughs> a joke. Solid. I liked it. But anyway, by the way, I just want to get back to you um, uh, before when you, you said something about Dimitri Payet. You said, you know, I'm not sick of the Payet. It kind of makes me. That kind of sounded really like like a like a like a sexy term. Like, oh, I'm sick of the. Oh, I'm not sick of the Payet yet. Mm, let's try it out a few more nights and see if we mm-hmm. like it. Let's put it. On, let's put it on the the bureau. <laughs> and just see how we like it. Just live with it for a day. We can take it back. <laughs> Put it on the Schiffero. Oh wow! See, oh you fancy, huh? Enough, right. obtuse, enough obtuse names for <laughs> lesser known, lesser used articles of furniture in people's housings. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. But anyway, yeah, that was my super lazy back end of my sets. Was I'm no. out on Bournemouth now? No, it's cool. Hey man, everybody, somebody's got to be out on everybody, you know? Because if everybody was in on everybody, then we'd all have the same team. You're right. Yeah, and and you mentioned that um. The forwards are starting to be more clear, but there really has not been a template this season. We thought there was going to be one. Um, it, start, that, it started to be one. Yeah. Like in week week four, five, six. Like when it people was, started using their wild card, yeah. 
Yeah, it started to be, you know, uh, Sanchez, uh, Liverpool midfielder Hazard, and you know, or KDB, or but you know, it wasn't even the even then the template wasn't exactly firm. It was just basically there's probably maybe four spots of the template that were fixed. You know, it was Aguero, Sanchez, K- K- Kevin De Bruyne, a Liverpool midfielder, and you know, insert your rash, you know, Hazard or Payet. That was probably that. That was probably the the template. Mm. But now, now we've completely moved on, and now the template is basically uh, as many Liverpool players as you possibly could retain through the <laughs> midfield, and then and then yeah, scattered. Did you see all those teams the last match week where they had like Coutinho, Firmino, and Mane or Mane. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, th- th- we'll look at it this way: you're not really investing in anybody else for Liverpool. I mean, you're not investing in, in Car. I don't think you're investing in Caris. I don't think you're investing in it. God, God forbid if you're – please don't invest in a Liverpool defender. Oh, you have to and, believe in Milner. He has the most penalties this season. And you're not, you're not, you're not uh, investing in the Dan- walking pneumonia and the booga-wooga Dan- Daniel Sturridge up front. Uh, he's just – there's nobody else you're investing there. So, I mean, it makes sense to have three players of on the highest scoring team to, you know – facilitate your midfield i mean i don't i'm not a fan of it because i think they steal and rob from each other but you know they've proven that they really kind of don't because they kind of basically you know one gets a goal the other gets the assist and then another gets a goal and another guy gets the assist mm. it's kind of like a it's it's like a it's like a fpl pyramid scheme is what it is <laughs> with, with, with that liverpool, is great with, liverpool are the fantasy mary Kay. Big, oh they're the at fantasy agway <laughs> nice what are what are some other ones? Ah, whatever. Google pyramid schemes. It's those things. Isn't there like knives? One of them's knives. Yeah, some of them's just, like painting that like they target kids in college to do. There's tons of them, dude. There's absolutely there's tons of them. I mean, there's probably magazines. Are we talking about magazines? Again? Oh, uh, uh, aren't some of those new one of those nutrition companies? Oh Is yeah, um, Herbalife. Herbalife. Yeah. Wait, don't they freaking sponsor LA Galaxy? I don't know if they do anymore. I don't watch MLS. Uh, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a soccer snob. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, you were about to you were about to bust out your team and what moves you did. <laughs> um, right. Oh, that's not the noise my team should make right now. Um. Uh. So I actually have an interesting uh, call to make this week, and I'd be interested to get your take. Do you take Pickford, who is significantly the second best at saves? Against mm-hmm. Hull, who have been dreadful and have no Abel Hernandez, have no Will Keane, or Hugo Lloris against West Ham. Mm. I have Pickford in right now. I'm going to be. I, I, I would stick with Pickford. Yeah. Well, I, I have I have a similar I have a similar thing with me. I mean, I I, I like West West Brom's matchup as well. But they you know, always against, screw you. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I, I st- I'm still rostering Foster for some reason because I just haven't had a, a chance to change my goal goaltender. It's like and an I abusive pick- relationship where you're like, well, they're not always abusive. Yeah, they they're not they're not mean when other people are around. Yeah, but yeah, I've, they're not I've, mean I've, until the 80th minute when they concede for the first time. Uh, <laughs> they are the bane of my 80th minute existence. I know. All right, anyway, go back to your team. Oh, right. Um, so I'm in a bit of a pickle defensively. Um, I made the early Hazard move, so I still have Holobos and Smith, who are both suspended, um, which is problematic, so currently my back three, Kingsley for Everton, uh, Matty Lowton, who I am pretty big on for the next uh, little run here, um, they're against West Brom, and then Seamus Coleman against Swansea, which I do actually like. I'm trying yeah. to decide if I need to make a minus four for that Kingsley thing, because I do think Everton could run Riot to the point where that could start looking negative. 
But uh, we'll see when it gets a little closer. Uh, across the midfield, Firmino, Utzel, Allen, and Hazard with Pereira on the bench. Haven't had time to actually get him out yet. Um, but obviously long-term want to. Aguero and Austin lead the line with Benteke still floating around. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to give you a raw stat and ask you what you think about it. Benteke currently has a 41% shot accuracy, which is dreadful. Do you naturally look at that and think that it's going to come back to neutral, his career usually listing around the mid-50s? Or are you thinking that's a sign that something at Crystal Palace isn't clicking and you're concerned and want to ship him out? Um, Can it be a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B? I, sure. I, I don't think – because I think Crystal Palace is is not running on, on you know six cylinders. I think they're running on like five. Um, I think they have the players there. I just don't think that they're playing well – all at the same time. Uh, I, I own Benteke as well. He's kind of like my wild card at forward because, you know, I, I could I could just be a lemming and go go with Lukaku or go with Costa and switch my team around or whatever. But I, I like I like having Benteke for a Crystal Palace team that's a little bit of a differential kind of – he still is kind of a little bit differential. Uh, but, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a little bit of – you know, I think he'll regress to the mean – and I think I hope that the team plays better around him to help him, you know, recess to the, you know, add to the means. So mm. it's kind of like, yeah, he's doing well enough to be just okay. But if the team played better, he'd probably just would just be that okay anyway. So yeah, so it's probably a little bit of both. Fair enough. Uh, I appreciate your input there. Uh, the bench, as I said, probably going to leave Larice there, Pereira. Just because I haven't transferred him out. Holobos and Smith. Uh, as far as my captain choice, I think Aguero's a must-captain this week against Palace, who have been woeful defensively. Who do you got, man? Uh, I got, I already mentioned my goalies. I got Foster and Pickford in the net. Uh, my defense, I made two changes uh, already. I took the minus four because I wanted to get Hazard in. Uh, it almost bit me in the ass, like Kevin said before. And many owners were sweating it. But uh, I made two changes. I brought in Eric Peters for Stoke. And I brought in Hazard. I believe I, I sent out Payet and somebody else. I don't even remember. It was so long ago. Uh, but on defense, I have Macaulay, Peters, Williams, and Daniels. I'm still owning Jordy Amat, as I mentioned before, as my 4.0 dump. Uh, so I'm pretty okay defensively. You know, West Brom has a decent enough match. Stoke has a decent enough match. Everton, I like their matchup against Swansea. And Bournemouth, Charlie Daniels is basically an all-around. He's my all-around, you know, uh, defender that can do all fix my house, paint my porch. He's like my Daniel son. Well, how do you get it? That's pretty funny. I didn't even think of that because his name is Daniels. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm all right in defense. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to start yet because I'm only probably going to start three because I got five pretty good midfielders going across the middle. I still own Alexis Sanchez, Joe Allen, Philippe Coutinho, Ian Hazard, and Ilke Gundogan. One more. Ilke, Charlie Brown teacher, is my other <laughs> <laughs> is my fifth midfielder. Do you yeah. know the story behind that? Um, I I believe I read it somewhere at one yeah. point. I know I know they're making fun of somebody, like well, somebody somebody's teacher. Well, they they it became that, but originally there was a voice actress who got that role, <laughs> and then actually got sick literally the first week of having to do whatever the version of ADR was back then, which mm-hmm. is uh, auto dialogue replacement for people that don't know. Um, but anyway. Um, she actually got sick, so they replaced it with literally a trombone guy 
using a trombone mute to open and close the bell of the trombone. And it played so well that they fired the voice actress. Somebody for real life got fired for a trombone. Which is uh, a real situation. Wow. That's pretty that's pretty god awful making fun. That's messed up, man. <laughs> yeah. True story though. Yeah, so well, I mean, nobody on. expected to hear that on today's. No, I, I like I like the history lesson we just got. The so more you know. Yeah, exactly. The uh, all right, so we're oh forwards, and then up top <laughs> I have, I have Char- Charlie Austin, Sergio Aguero, and, and like I just said, was talking about Christian Benteke. Uh, me and Kevin have the same forwards, which yep. is just weird. But anyway, yeah, so. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm right now. I mean, I'm starting to get more comfortable with. My yeah, team. this is by far the most comfortable I've been with my team all season. As long as Cesard is actually fine. Yeah. So that that's my team. Uh, Aguero is looking like a fine a fine captain choice for me this week, as is Felipe Coutinho. Um, but I think those two will probably be the most popular guys. So I'm probably just you know, I'll keep it you know the the always captain Aguero yeah. situation. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, oh, man. We had to split this recording, so I don't know how long we've been going. So, uh, yeah, how about you talk for a minute while I check on that? <laughs> uh, so, um, with fantasy football, you know, it's starting to get almost playoff time. Uh, so, that's all I got. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, we're, we're just about good time-wise. So... Uh, without any further ado, we will bid you adieu. Uh, bid you adieu. <laughs> to tell the folks so they can get at you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Smokey underscore Lugie. That's S-M-O-K-E-Y underscore L-O-O-G-Y. You can find all my writings and amusement-laden uh, pieces on rasball.com. Click on the soccer ball. If you don't know what the soccer ball is, what are you doing listening to this podcast? Uh <laughs> You can find me and Kevin. Can you uh, teach me to football? <laughs> can you teach me how to football? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can find me and Kevin all over the over the place, but Kevin's going to tell you that because he's got a better memory, and I don't remember where everything is. <laughs> oh, I always forget some anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening to this. You can always check us out at EPL Roundtable on Twitter, where you can find this and the EPL Roundtable and the Championship Roundtable, all the roundtables. Every single roundtable you can find over there. Uh, also, we're going to get back to our DFS videos this week, so be sure to check that, uh, uh, that out at vip-bet.com. Also, I'll be back with my article this week since we're back to Premier League. That's at theeaglesbeak.com. Uh, you can find these shows at allinsportstalk.com. Also, their app at All in Sports Talk, which I think is both in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. And uh, like I said, probably forgetting some other things as well. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Apologies again for being on a brief hiatus, but we are back. And better than ever, at least according to us, you guys can let us know if you actually think that's the case. But thanks again to Rob for joining me, and we hope you guys come back next week for plenty more fantasy fun and shenanigans.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.